Hello and welcome to the Loomer podcast. I'm your host, Karina Abbott. Uh, today on the podcast, we have the band Van Houten from Leeds in the UK. Um, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. You recently put out um, the, your live at Iger Studios EP a little early, earlier this year, and then you put out the Home Alone EP in November, I believe. So I've been pretty, pretty busy um, putting out music, even despite the pandemic. <laughs> We're trying to anyway, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's been good. We've been able to put out some, I mean, a lot of bands just haven't even been able to put anything out. So we're kind of a bit chuffed to have been able to do that and to get in and do a live session to record and release uh, in a pandemic, which was probably, I don't think many people have been able to do that. So yeah, it's been yeah. good about it. You can yeah, do it pretty- in a pandemic. You can do it anytime. That's what, <laughs> what they say in the... <laughs> Would you guys like to go around and introduce yourselves by name and your your role in the band, like what you do in the band? Yeah, I'll go first then, shall I? Uh, I'm Jake and I play the guitar and sometimes I do a little bit of singing as well, backing vocals, but not, not the lead vocals. I'm Henry and I uh, play bass. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Is that it? <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, I'm Niall, I'm the drummer, um, occasional social media marker. <laughs> <laughs> and what about, who, do, who are we missing today? There's two others, isn't there? Yeah, we're missing Jake, another Jake on the keys. Um, and then we're also missing Louis, our lead vocalist and guitarist. Cool. Um all right, so your your debut album was September 2019, so not really that long ago. It feels like a lifetime now, but um, had you guys been playing long as Ben Houghton like, before you recorded that? Yeah, for a while. Uh, Van Houghton's gone through a lot of like lineup changes. Yeah. I think we've, we've been a band now for like four, four years, so we've had three different drummers, and two different singers so when we recorded that album that was probably like the first solid lineup we had so i'd say that's when we started playing properly is on mm. Houghton is when that record came out yeah. and since then it's changed um a little bit so we lost one drummer and a keyboard player and gained niall and jakey for what we're doing now so um that that's kind of like a the the first albums yeah that quite an early in the in the way that things have gone i think it's quite like an early form formation of van houten you know cool um are you all from leeds or did you move there for school uh, me, me and nala from uh and louis the singer are from harrogate which is like a, a small town like 20 minutes away so yeah we just came Leeds is pretty close for us so I think we all decided to come here it's got a good music scene so yeah we all came here tell me about that is there pretty there's pretty good music scene in Leeds yeah it's, it's pretty amazing there's like a lot of lot of cool bands and a lot of good venues like the Brudenelle the pretty famous venue here and a lot of big American acts come come over and play all the time yeah it's very like it's a very um 
everyone's it's really that cl quite a close knit scene. So even when you go, you know, go out to go out for a drink or something, you end up bumping into people you know and um, who are doing music stuff as well. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's pretty did good. Did you have to travel around much to play shows, or did you play local a lot? Um, I guess we started like, off locally. Yeah. But then we started branching out to like Sheffield and other neighboring cities. But yeah, most of, most of the gigs we started were in Leeds. There's a, a lot of venues to help young bands out. So that's really good. That is good, yeah. Um, so I read that the name Ben Houghton is from The Simpsons. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've watched The Simpsons before. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that character. He's pretty like a minor character, isn't he? It's uh, it's the last <laughs> name of uh, Millhouse and his family. So there's like one episode where his dad <laughs> makes a demo tape. Yeah. And uh, I watched I watched that episode and I was like, oh, that's a pretty funny name for a band. So I think we should use that. And yeah, it yeah it stick. <laughs> so when did you guys all start like messing around with music? Ooh. You want to take this one, Niley? You take your... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> probably just music class at school, to be honest. Like, uh, you didn't really get a choice. You just had to do it. And then um, it seemed like a bit of a cop-out. You didn't have, you know, picking music for your GCSE or A-levels or whatever the American equivalent is. Um, it'd be better to spend it playing the drums than doing science or something yeah we don't really <laughs> have an equivalent to be honest uh, i think it's a oh, sorry i just lost you i'm gonna take these out no i was just saying we don't really have an equivalent i don't think to a levels like i think it's a pretty good system to be able to pick sort of your vocation a little bit like yeah exactly you've got control of what you're studying things which is yeah. cool so you get the cheap. Cool. but also it means you can kind of pick something that isn't <laughs> to uh beneficial for your career hmm. <laughs> not in this not in this case yeah i think it worked out yeah, yeah. There it goes hopefully <laughs> we'll see yeah. yeah we're still on the way for it working out nicely for us but you know yeah puts in the door a little bit in there yeah but i mean once you start once you start playing you uh set the seed and then you can't stop <laughs> Yeah, I think you just got a love for it that you just you want to do it all the time. Like, just playing with your best friends, really. So it's always really fun. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Me? Um, yeah. I, well, basically, um, I just remember, I, I remember wanting to play the violin when I was really young. So it must have been about, like, maybe six or something. And so um, my mum got me some violin lessons and uh, sort of started to oh. play quite a lot of like classical music from there so I really like classical stuff well not so much nowadays but I still turn it on and but I yeah so I started playing violin quite young and then I thought oh when I got to about the age of maybe like 13 or 14 I thought oh the violin is so rubbish oh, this I want to cool. play the I want to play the cool instrument yeah on it you know I want to I want to rock out and and play and like you know <laughs> I think at the time I was into some I was into some absolute rubbish stuff um, 
like some sort of stuff. Well, I mean, subjectively rubbish, but I I, I think it's pro probably pretty bad and bad nowadays. I'm not going to say what it is, but you know. And, uh, <laughs> that's the next question. It was like it was like pop punk. Yeah, bad. yeah. So like I, I I think like when I started playing um, guitar, I was just trying. I just sort of put on the music, uh, the pop punk music, and there was. Yeah, shredding yeah. away to it, or trying, or trying to like copy what they were doing. I was say I had the American Idiot single on CD. Didn't we all? That was and it. That's the word came on. I reckon that's still pretty good, you know. I think that's some yeah. of the bet the better stuff in that genre, isn't it? There's yeah, some really, uh, really cringy stuff there. Definitely. Yeah, Blink Okay. There you go. I thought that would come out. I was just waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Who am We've I got to? a good album, I guess. What about you, well, Henry? How'd you get started? Well, I probably started playing guitar. I started off on guitar. So my dad played guitar when I was a kid. And I think I got a guitar when I was 12. Basically, just wanted to play ACDC songs and started off that way. And then, yeah, kept doing that and played it in a few bands on guitar. And then when we started Van Houten, uh, Louis, our singer, was looking for a bass player. So I was like, oh, I'll, I can do that. So yeah, I just started to do that instead and still play the guitar a bit, but yeah. More about the bass now. All about the bass. <laughs> well, the, I said the next question is, what did you listen to growing up? So. Do you remember like one of the first albums you bought yourself or one of the first concerts you went to? Something like first that. First album. Do you want to go, Henry? Yeah. I was saying this the other day. Um, I, the first album that I remember buying was uh, by a Leeds band called the Kaiser Chiefs. Because <laughs> that, was, that was a really big thing when I was in school. And I think I was in like, I can't remember how old I was, but I remember saving up my pocket money to go to H&B and uh by that album and it's funny because the the bass player from that band comes into my work now so uh, whoa that's cool yeah own the studio that we did yeah. yeah i haven't told him that i uh, that was the first album i bought but i'll get there at some point <laughs> you can tell him that's so cool the first album. oh me i'm still trying to remember mine I can't yeah remember. i'm trying to think really i think i think the thing is like a lot of people, I'm sure you guys will be the same. Um, like when I was growing up, like I didn't really buy any albums until maybe I was about 12 or 13, but I just, uh, you'd like have them in, in the car. Yeah, you didn't get I'd to like choose oh, yeah. to put on. So like it was mostly my dad's music taste that I sort of inherited almost. I was like, oh, I like this. But then probably when I was about 12 or 13, I think I bought American Idiot on CD and uh, rocked out to that pretty hard in my bedroom. <laughs> I did have a Avril Lavigne as well, uh, Gator Boy. I still really like that one. That's a good, that's an anthem, isn't it? Yeah. I remember me and my, my pal uh, just put it, like, put it on the little like, like a built-in CD and speaker combo thing. Nice. And we just like headbang away to it. <laughs> yeah, Avril Lavigne, solid, definitely. 
I know no. my dad had um, a George Michael double CD, um, like split CD album in the car. And I remember listening to, um, there was like a live session with Freddie Mercury where he did Somebody to Love. <laughs> I remember hearing that and I was like, this is eight. I'd love to be able to sing like that. When he's like, somebody to love. Is, love. He does the wobbles. He got he? it. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, that was like, I remember that. Probably one of my first musical um, experiences. Yeah. What about music heroes? Do you know what? We definitely see. idolized Red Hot Chili Peppers from the age of about. Yeah. to 18 just absolutely idolize them i know louis did uh, henry you you definitely did as well yeah he <laughs> loved them <laughs> but slowly died though yeah but yeah i did love them but for me on bass i'd probably say kim deal from pixies was my uh main inspiration for me wanting to play bass yeah. i'm trying to think of my who I could say is my musical role model. I always, a uh, lot of the stuff when I was getting in, into like kind of playing guitar that wasn't just like two chords or power chords for pop punk. Uh, it was like um, sort of like folky finger picky stuff. And one of the people that I picked up on early on was Elliot Smith, which was where I had his self-titled album in the car. I just to listen to that, and if you've ever heard him, his he's got a really like unique sounding. Um, so I call it if he's like right-handed, it's his right hand. His finger picking hand is all yeah, it's incredible. Um, and so I, I I sort of idolized him, and and then sort of I never sort of put down any of his album albums at all. I've always listened to them almost constantly, uh, and then. Yeah, and then I sort of got to understand what sort of person he was as well, and that he wasn't like a rock star. And I thought that was really cool, you know. Yeah. That he sort of was just like a regular Joe, who was also really talented at um, at guitar and singing. Yeah, he was great. He's wonderful, isn't he? Um, do you guys have any hobbies outside of making music? Uh, well, me and Louis. Uh, really into skateboarding we've done that since we were like I probably I probably started when I was like nine and then Louis started when he was like 12 I think oh, and wow. still do it to this day I love it uh, I quite enjoy I, I love watching football me and now both love watching football and Louis as well uh, supporting Leeds United of course but um, yeah we also play oh uh, well I play tennis and now like a good kick around, don't you? Yep. Love a good kick around. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a basketball guy. And I scored ahead of the other day, didn't you? Uh, for on the Sunday league match, Sunday league's like a sort of. I'm going to call it. I hope you don't mind this now. A little an amateur um, football football league for chaps playing footy on the on the weekend, I guess. What league are you in, Jake? I'm not in any league. I'm the, I don't play. I'm injured, mate. League of Legends. His knees can't do it anymore. <laughs> league of Legends. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. League of Legends. Fantasy League. Do you know what? We all just love hanging out, to be honest. Yeah. Is that a hobby? Yeah. 
kind of next line of questioning is to kind of talking about more about your music and forming the formation of the songs, you know, from lyrics to chords and like mixing and mastering. How does a typical Van Houten song come together? So, go on, you go, Andrew. So yeah, uh, originally it started off with Louis, the singer, would just write the songs and everything and record them, and we'd like play them. But we'd also like give like feedback and what we wanted to do and how we wanted the song to be crafted. But he would normally yeah. do it his own time, and then. Yeah, so that's gone up in, until the debut album. We went to a studio in Sheffield and did that together. So that was like the first thing that we all played on together. And then now, over the like in the pandemic, we've just been in like our practice space in Leeds, just writing tunes all together. One person comes with an idea, and then we'll just sit there, flesh out that idea. And by the end of the practice, we've got like a song. So. We've done that, and now we've like almost got a new album. So, yeah, that's like with the song. It usually involves very minimal amount of talking as well. Usually, we just play. Yeah, <laughs> music, work it out. The music does the speaking. Though, yeah, right? it does do the speaking. <laughs> By the end, I mean, just comes to you. We never yeah. decide to write a song, do we? we just. Yeah, I don't think. We, yeah. So we what will what we do? What do you want to do today, guys? And then. Normally just jam, but like, yeah. and then it just happens. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess like, we could use an example. We wrote one last week, and um, now now it was just like just played like a drum beat, and then I I I think me and Louis then came in on guitars, and then Henry came in with this gorgeous bass line, <laughs> um, and you know it kind of fleshes itself out like that. I think a lot that's kind of reflected in the newer stuff with the songwriting. The songs are longer because they have more of a kind of it's like a jam of feel to them. You know, yeah. um, it doesn't all start with everything coming in at once. It's, I think that's kind of the creation of it is maintained through the songwriting. So, you know, you might have the drums in first or the bass in and then everything's kind of added and fleshed out as it was when we were writing it a little. I mean, that's a little bit more at the moment anyway. Yeah, that's similar to, um, I interviewed a band a, a while back, one of the first bands I interviewed from Nottingham, Soft Girls and Boys Club. They're like a, I think also a five piece and they were kind of, they put out like a very casual psych rock album. Nice. Kinda, it was good. But I haven't heard of them. Are they they're not I don't think they're a band anymore. I think that they kind mm-hmm. of like, they sort of moved apart and I don't think they really make music anymore, but it's a really good album. It was like a compilation of like every song they'd ever made. Be sure to look it up. Um, They've been to Nottingham either, by the way, you know? No, no. It's no. got a drum system, I think. Well, I, I like that in a, in a city because That's it reminds cool. me of being in maybe Europe. Like, you know, like yeah. if you go to like Prague or mm. some little some little sleepy European city and get right, get around on the tram. So Sheffield's got one as well. I'm pretty jealous. Yeah, Leeds did have one. But did it? Yeah, but like back in the day. Back in the day. We got rid of it in my grandma's time. But really? Yeah. The tram is an ancient, it's an ancient uh, 
method of transportation it's still relevant to bring it back in Leeds but that's what I'd like to talk about in this interview actually now trams how relevant infrastructure infrastructure we could we does everyone have point. a favorite bridge or mode of public transport that they would like to share oh i love the train henry likes his uh brum brum don't you yeah my car white hatchback ones quite small yeah, it, was, it was not mine originally it was my mum's, and then she gave me it because she got a new car but it's a nice little. I like it. It's all right. I do. It does look like a mum doing a, the school run though. So. You know, no, that's the best kind it. of car. Yeah. Mm. That's what everybody wants in in my friend group. We all want the mom car. It's great. We've driven quite a few gigs in it, and it has not a lot of room to do that in it. So. Pitiful yeah. amount of boot space in that thing. And how, many, how many liters are we talking in the boot? <laughs> 100 150 yeah go. bottles of coke yeah yeah what she got under the hood as well <laughs> no stop asking me <laughs> <laughs> anyway we, we can get back to the we can get back to music questions um yeah. what about so playing live shows speaking of gigs um do you guys have a a favorite venue or favorite city that you've played in uh for me it has to be here um at the brudenal as I mentioned before, it's just like the best, the best venue, really. Like, you go outside and you just like every band in Leeds is there, and it's just like a really nice hangout spot. But also, it has the best sound and the way they like do stuff. Though it's just got a really nice vibe. So yeah. if you play that, every venue you go to as well, you're trying to find something that will top it as well, and you mm, just never seem to. Nothing pops yeah. brood ever. We played at the old workshop loads in Sheffield. Oh, yeah. Nice. And that one in Hall's called the um, New Adelphi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me and Niall didn't know if we turned up at the venue. We turned up yeah. like 20 minutes early. And we're like, we were in the middle of like, of this sort of. Yeah, it's like a pretty run down housing estate, isn't it? Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just like a random bus yeah. outside. That's it was like overgrown at the back yeah um, and the lights didn't look like they were on inside no. the kind of windows are boarded up yeah <laughs> and <laughs> so we went in there's terrifying it was then it was really scary but it was nice i i, I think and then when we like went a really in, famous venue though yeah like, like my bloody valentine and... yeah my bloody valentine played at the full played there oh wow um, I think Nirvana played there as well. Yeah, they could have done loads no, of good bands. Yeah, Oasis have played there. Just like yeah, in the stories of like people from the Libertines there as well. I think one of the chats yeah. from there. There's a it's a weird little place. Mm-hmm. When you go in, there's like they have like these kind of almost bowl things. Do you know like? Is it called a terrarium that you keep like a little plant in? Little shrunken heads inside of them. Of like, I think there was one of Tom York from Radiohead, one of Marky Smith from The Fall. I can't remember who the last. It was Jarvis Cocker. Jarvis Cocker, yeah. It was weird. That's but... crazy. Anything else like weird or funny ever happened at a show? 
at our album launch in Leeds, we had some woman shout us to play an Oasis song. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> and she was, it was like she, she didn't like care that there was some original music going out on at all. Like we finished playing and then she was like, because we had guitar, she wanted us to play a cover, which I thought was super, yeah, nasty of her. Really. Uh, yeah. yeah, she just didn't know the vibe. She didn't know what was going on. Yeah. She thought she like, was at a Someone's written that song. Why don't yeah. we try? Why don't you let us try and write some songs as well? And then, oh, do you remember in Brighton when some chap tried to steal my guitar? Oh, yeah, you looked like Boris Johnson. Yeah, there's like a drunk guy like running around kind of out in the middle of the road going like, wah, wah, like with his arms out. And then he like came over to my, my guitar, like looked me right in the eyes and like took it from me like that. And, <laughs> and then, yeah, so I had to like take it back from him, push him away. Pushed him over, didn't you? It was an act of, of self-defence because yeah. he came at me and he tried to steal from me. And I was okay, so I get taken to court. That's crazy. <laughs> But yeah, then we were driving away, like driving back home from that gig, and he was just like stood in the middle of the road, like stopping traffic. He was yeah. on something. <laughs> Directing it. Yeah. <laughs> he was a traffic cop. He was a traffic. He yeah. was. He was in his mind anyway. I think. <laughs> Maybe that was his dream. <laughs> um, have you guys played a show with anyone, or like just worked with anyone in general that you wanna? shout out someone you just really enjoyed working with um well i'd, I'd say the best show we've ever played is with uh jason <gasps> from america no way yeah we played with her at brudenell uh a couple of years ago and funny story is that jake learned all the guitar parts about two days before the gig <laughs> oh yeah I forgot about that. But yeah, we were meant to play with her again last year at the Brudenell again, but obviously the pandemic ruined yeah. that. And uh, but yeah, we'd love to play with Jason again. It's a really good gig, and we love love all that stuff. She's great. Yeah, there's a lot of good local bands we should shout out as well. Yeah, yeah. one being Jake. <laughs> oh, hello. Sorry, something just popped up. I thought I'd lost you all. Uh. Um, one good band, well, a few good bands we should shout out would be um, Party, oh. Party Hardly, which are now known as China Steps, right? I'm um, so that band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Henry's uh, playing in that band now, I think. If yeah, playing guitar. guitar back. Um, but they're, they're very good. We made pals with them by playing with them, and now they're some of our very good friends. I live. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Sorry, I live with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Henry lives with them. The last we shout out, Felt, amazing. I think they're probably the best band in in Leeds right now. Definitely, in my humble opinion. I sat in on a practice the other day that they did in their basement. I just sat in the corner. Really? Yeah. It was oh, I'm so, so loud, and it was only three of them there, and not the full. They usually have uh, one, two, three, four. They usually have five. You still got the violin player. Yeah, amazing. It was amazing. It's kind of like almost a, it's kind of post punky little bits and bobs of shoegaze and you know 
a few mods cool. to other areas. It's very cool. Uh, who else? Uh, our, our lovely Niall down down just below me if, on my screen. He's just down here. Uh, <laughs> he writes some really really fabulous sort of indie folk songs. So yeah. Niall Hamilton is what you should look up on Spotify yeah. if you've got the chance. He should be on our related artists if you want a quick yeah quick yeah. fix. He Niall's yeah some beautiful music as Thank I'm you, sure Jay. we all know. Oh Papa. Oh Papa. Oh, Papa. They're a band from Sheffield that we've uh, made like a, a fr nice, cute friendship with. Hunk Papa? Oh, Papa. Oh, Papa. Okay. Though I think I prefer Hunk Papa. Hunk Papa, yeah. That's Hunk another Papa. band that I think they're from Northern Ireland, maybe. Uh -huh. oh. That's what I thought you said. Cool. Um, yeah, Jacob Andrews, Honey Guide. Honey Mark. Guide, yeah. He's doing some great stuff. Far Caspian. Far Caspian's doing yeah, some good course. stuff. Yeah, good. Um, yeah. yeah. Nice. I think that about covers cool. a shout out. Right? Yeah. If you think yeah. of any more, you know, feel free to send me a message with more suggestions because I'm always looking for recommendations. Oh, nice. We'll be oh, sure to drop yeah. it at the end. Do you guys have a favorite memory as a band so far? Uh, <laughs> Do you know? I can see he's thinking away down there. <laughs> well, I've only been in the band for a, a, a year or so. Yeah, but... Um, God, favorite memory. I mean, the last show we did before um, <laughs> lockdown was just really good. It was amazing. Yeah. Where was it? Um, we played... It was just in Leeds. It was just a headline show i think yeah we played at um hyde park uh, book club yeah cool. little venue where i work <laughs> but it's yeah, just it a nice little cafe in a venue felt really intimate and just got really fun it was fun wasn't it i think it was a, yeah. a fun gig where we, we really let ourselves go mm. and because we're not really used to being on last very often um we were all drunk by the time we got on. We were all really drunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Louis Louis had like wine stained lips <laughs> stirring into he did, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I was sort of stomping about. Um yeah, me and Jake Rigglesworth had actually sneaked off because he'd given me the eyes and gone, can we get one more before I go on? And then <laughs> we ended up with two on stage at the same two pints on the stage at the same time. It was good. It was a good giggle though. And everyone was everyone in the crowd was really drunk as well. So that makes us sound a lot better. Yeah. I feel um, like in my head that was like two days before um lockdown. But I think yeah, it was a month before lockdown. Yeah, I think it was like a yeah. month. It was in February yeah. when we did that. That was it feels to me as though that's my last memory before everything went. Yeah. Is that you trying not to swear then? Yeah. You can swear on yeah, I've been trying. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. Get them all in now. Okay. <laughs> right. Holding back. Right. Okay. Do any of you have a quote or a piece of advice that you've been given that you'd like to share? Anything like that? Buy nice um, or buy twice. <laughs> what does that mean? You're buying gear, just get the best stuff because. Oh, yeah. Buy quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say 
tough times never last. <laughs> <laughs> Only tough never people mind. last. Yeah. What have, what have you got for us, Henry? You've, you're like a fountain of knowledge normally. Really? I won't, I won't say that. But uh, I don't know. Don't take anything too seriously. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good one. I like that one. All encompassing. Mm. I like it. That's everything I have. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. I hope it was fun for you. Um, you guys yeah. have your live at Iger Studios EP. You've got your Home Alone EP and then your self-titled first album. That's all on your Spotify, Bandcamp on Clue Records. Mm. Anything else you want to promote really quick? Go. We've got a new EP coming out on the 10th of September. Okay, sweet. Home Alone Part 2. Nice. I'll keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Keep listening. Thank you so much for having us.